All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Steelers preview podcast. We are joined by David Dave Schofield, the other co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, our podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis, who's giggling like a schoolgirl right now. And I'm Jeff I saw Hartman. Dave giggling, and I started giggling. <laughs> I, he was I trying was to hold told, it back. <laughs> I can't remember who said it. I was told that during the break, my eyes pierced their soul. So, <laughs> yeah. Someone said that before. So I, I, I tried to give more no, of a soul. No, they pierced the soul. The soul, not the, not the skull. Uh, oh, I, yeah, <laughs> soul. That's, yeah. Hey, Jeff, okay. before we get started, can I say sure. something? Sure. You mentioned the people's court. Uh-huh. I got to tell you, I know this is way off. Comment. Way way off, but yeah. my cousin was on the People's Court in the first season. Big Steeler yeah. fan, by the way, and watched their show. She uh, was the plaintiff, and she won. Nice. And my uncle, my beloved uncle, who helped get me into the Steelers along with my dad, he was yelled at by Judge Wapner. So <laughs> <laughs> he he since passed. But, um, but yeah, so there you go. I had to bring. This that is up. where, if we were, you know, if I had the graphic, a little star would shoot across the screen, and the table would say, "The more you know." <laughs> All right, so let's get right down to this. Let's 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 get to let's get down to brass tacks, as they would say. I want to approach this game in a little bit different. We normally start with the X factors. We're going to do that. I want to spend some time. And this is the playoffs, guys. I mean, we haven't had a Steelers preview with the three of us. In a poor playoff game, like we were just talking when Brian was having his difficulties at the beginning of the show, Dave has never been a part of a playoff game as a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So what I wanted to do is questions that I usually ask the other editor for the other site. Here's my question. How do you think if you're, I, I hate to say, if, if you're Randy Feetner, don't okay, so put yourself in his shoes. Don't, okay. If you're drawing up an offensive game plan against this Browns team, Okay, what does it look like for this playoff game Sunday night at Heinz Field? You want to, you're trying to not, this is not just the first 10 plays. This isn't the opening script. This is, you're putting together a game plan. Here's how we want to attack this defense. What does it look like, Brian? Go ahead and start. Well, if I'm Randy Feetner, I go get a pizza and I say, Ben, cover me for three hours. <laughs> um, that's really, really what needs to be done here. Um, you know what? That's the thing. You draw up the first 15 plays, and this is what we get. And that's what happens with this offensive coordinator that we have. So I think I change everything. You you basically, you take the book of Randy. If you're Randy, you take your book and all your notes, and you just leave it on the ski lift or wherever you are. Or leave it at Hardee's or Arby's or wherever you go throughout the day. And you just think about what has worked in the second half when we've had to come back in game what has worked there and start it early look if you can have that second half game plan against that was against the colts on offense why can't you put that in the first half and really i and i know so many people could could poke holes in that theory but why not why can't your scripted plays look at it that way and say, all right, we've got to be ultra aggressive coming out and not just go, okay, we have to run on second down because that's what we do. No, just completely like Dave always says, he when he invokes the water boy and Dan Fouts, hey, can't lay anything on the table or last game of the season. You know, can't there you go. Back. Can't hold anything back. <laughs> 
All right, Dave, what about you? What's your offensive game plan look like for this playoff game? Okay, I'm going to think outside the box here because there's no way the Steelers do this, but I would love to see this. And it's just a little something that you might, that the casual fan might not notice. And that is every play for your first scripted plays, I don't care if it's 10, 15 plays, run a different formation, meaning with your personnel. You know, sometime put Deontay in the X. Then you turn around, put Claypool in the X. Don't put the same receiver in the same formation with the exact same set. If you're running 11 personnel, switch up who your receivers are, switch up where they're lining up, change it up so much that they're like, we we don't know what we're doing. We've never seen this before. Just to make them start to think because – I want to see what, how the defense would respond for having to think, because as we know, if you make the Cleveland Browns offense and the leader of that offense have to think and think about what you're doing, that's when you can get the advantage. So I say just try to do something to make them think a little bit more. When I'm reading the live chat, as I brought up Randy Feetner, and of course they're saying, Sev Randy, stay home, take the batteries out of his headset. It reminds me of the critically acclaimed 1993 film Rookie of the Year. When Daniel Stern, who's the pitching coach, gets stuck in the clubhouse, um, I don't know what you call it, where they keep the seeds and stuff. The, the cage, stuck. yeah. He's, he's in the cage. Thing. He's trying to go like, I feel like that's Randy Feetner. <laughs> They're like, well, something happened to Randy. If I'm Randy, if I'm drawing up the game plan, it's exactly what Brian said. Go back to the second half in week 16 against the Colts. What did they do differently that they hadn't been doing in the previous four games? And they were using the intermediate and the middle parts of the field. I don't know what changed with the Colts. Obviously, Kevin uh, Kevin Smith did a great job breaking that down and how they switched out of their coverages. But still, they have to be able to put the ball down. They have to move the ball down the field. And it's these short little passes can work, but only if you're running the ball and if you're actually connecting deep. That's why we saw in Week 17 Mason Rudolph. Heck, he was throwing up some jump balls to to chase Claypool. Give him a chance. If the, what's the worst case that happens? It's incomplete or Maybe he draws a defensive pass interference. I think that the offense is going to have to look a little bit different. But last question on the offense, guys. I don't think it's going to happen, but do you expect a trick play? I mean, this is the playoffs. And this is what, if you think back to the Wizen Hunt and the Malarkey days, you always could expect a trick play at a big moment. They haven't done one all year. Do you think they've been saving one up? Brian, what, what do you think? I like to think that they are. Um, that's my heart says, Oh man, I hope they are. I'd love to think that'd be awesome if they would do that and do that. Now my head says, Hey, it's uh, it, it's Randy. And you know, sometimes I don't expect that's one of the things that I don't really expect from Mike Tomlin either. Mike Tomlin is more of, okay, let's go ahead and do our jobs and not try to fool anybody. And sometimes I'd like to see him fool them. So would I like to see the old, uh, um, throw back to Ben and then Cedric Wilson's wide open. Yeah. If we have to bring back Cedric Wilson, let's do it. I think his son's in the NFL now, Dave. Yeah, he is. He actually, <laughs> Dave, you think his trick plays coming up? Nope. No, no, they haven't uh, even no. tried one. And here's why. Here's why. When do the Steelers run trick plays? Some of the times, why did the Steelers have trick plays run against them? That's when you do. When you're big underdogs, the Steelers haven't been an, un- the only time they were a big underdog all season was week 10, oh, week 10, pff, sorry, week 17, when they were 10 point underdogs to the Browns. And I thought maybe they would do it then. I think their version of trick plays was Josh Dobbs coming on the field. 
That's that's the ver- that's their version of trick play or the wildcat. You know what I'm saying? That's that's it. So I mean, honestly, you could say we saw the Steelers' version of trick plays early in the season when Chase Claypool was rushing for touchdowns because they were giving him the ball um, on on those sweeps that everyone is now knows that they're coming exact because they run. If you run the exact same formation to do the exact same thing to run the exact same play, anytime the defense sees it, they're going to call out your play because they know that's what's coming. So that's why those don't work anymore. So that was their version of trick plays. I don't see anything extreme like that because I I saw someone else said, save it for later in the playoffs. Maybe that's what they do. But, I mean, I hope you don't need a trick play against Cleveland Browns. I just hope they come out and ram it down their throats and be done right right off the bat and just take it to them. See – yeah, I say like I hope you don't need a trick play, but when you think about the trick plays in the past, like you talked about the the pass back to Ben against Cincinnati in 2005, where he hit Cedric Wilson down the sideline. You think about heck, I was watching the 2002 game against the the uh, Browns uh, in the snow in the wild card game at Heinz Field, and after they after Chris Fumatu Mafala scored the touchdown, the go ahead touchdown, it was a reverse to Randall L, I think, or maybe it was just a Randall L pass to Jeremy Tuman. For a two-point conversion, they just have had so many wrinkles in the offense. I kind of miss that. I'll just put it that way. I don't think they're going to run a trick play. But let's go to the other side of the football. Defensively, the Steelers' defense, what's the approach? Because it's definitely changed a little bit. What's the approach going against uh, Baker Mayfield, Sucks, and the boys? Go ahead, Brian. Just get in that, get in Baker's head, and it's not hard to do. I mean, actually, I mean, you could probably – you know, I'm easily distracted. I bet you Baker is too. I mean, we might share the same attention span. I would, I would tell you that. And I bet you, you can just put a picture of a squirrel up there and show it to Baker and he'll be like, Oh, and so that's really what they need to do. Just, just rattle him, knock him around next thing you know, Mink is going back for six. Mm, I hope so. Dave, what do you think? Ditto. I mean, he just completely, yeah, that's, Baker Mayfield's head is the – I told Jeff, I said, I'm going to say that's the X factor. I'm not really going to do that this time. That If you can get inside <laughs> the head of, of Baker Mayfield, I mean, they did it the first game. I mean, think about this. How many passing yards did the Steelers have against the Browns when they beat them 38-7? to It's probably less than 200. It was 148 passing yards. Yeah, I win. You know? So it's it's everyone's like, oh, Ben's going to come out and throw the ball down. I hope he doesn't have to. I hope that they just come out – I see. I can see this being where this is where the defense is the one doing their thing. That there's there's one big thing you have to worry about. I'm not worried about Baker Mayfield. I said it the first time they they played the Browns. I'd rather see Baker Mayfield than Case Keenum. But the one person that I don't want to see a lot of is one Nick Chubb. Yep. Yep. And and that's that's where I was going to go with this is that you have to stop. You have to stop the run if you want to do anything. It's get a lead. And you have to force the ball into Mayfield's hands. That's Absolutely. when you can get in his head. Because if they can run the football, that's when they're dangerous. Because that's when they run play action. They get him out on the edge with their bootlegs. Now, I think the Steelers are going to do plenty of damage with Baker Mayfield. But if he doesn't have to throw, they can't do any damage. That's the, that's the most important thing. It does seem like, and maybe this was just a Week 17 thing, they do give Nick Chubb plenty of time to like rest. They give him like a full series, sometimes maybe even two and they put in Kareem Hunt. Now, Kareem Hunt is still a really good running back, but he's not Nick Chubb. So I'm not sure if that's a routine for them. I don't watch the Browns a lot. I'm not 
trying to, you know, put that type of punishment on myself. So I don't know if Chubb is normally the guy that's he, hey, he's just going to, you know, Chubb's going to run the ball until Hunt comes in to give him a break. I don't know if that's the way they do it, but the Steelers need to stop the run. That's the most important. So let's go to the X factors now. Let's, we're talking about the defense. We'll stick with defense first. The defensive X factor for the Steelers. Brian, what's yours? Well, it's easy for me to go. Every time we go up against a running team, I'm saying Vince Williams. And, but I'm not going to do that. I, it's, it's too predictable. And I don't want to be like Randy. I don't want to be too predictable. So I'm thinking more that the X factor this week is more of Minka. I think he is kind of the guy that, uh, you know, he comes up, he does help out during the run. You do have uh, help with Edmonds also with the run too, as far as Chubb goes. But I think we just talked about getting into Baker Mayfield's head. I really think that Mink is the kind of guy that could swing this game. They've got, they've got some guys hurt at wide receiver. I just think, uh, uh, I just don't think that passing game is going to uh, thrive and Minka could disrupt so many things. So I'm going to go number 39. All right, Dave, who's your defensive X factor? All right. I'm going to give a weird Brian Anthony Davis answer. Here we go. And I'm going to say Joe Hayden. Yes. Who's, who's not playing. Who's not in the game. Playing. <laughs> no, because it, without it's whoever's playing in place of Joe Hayden. It'll be Sutton. Would say Sutton. But the question is, when they go into sub packages, or they put, are they sliding Sutton back into his, you know, extra safety role and putting well, someone on the here's, outside? Here's the question: what they, you know, That's what I don't know. Well, that's no, why I, I can't say which player is the X factor. It's right. whoever is in that outside corner role where Joe Hayden should be. When you think about it, though, how often do you think the Steelers will be in dime in this game against the Browns who like to run the football a lot? I feel like they'll be in nickel a bunch, in which case Sutton wouldn't be on the field. That's Hilton. Mm -hmm. Sutton might be outside more than you think. So maybe we'll see. That would be good. But if you're playing with a lead, then then you take the run out of the game, then you still have to worry about that. But then you're you're playing with a lead, so then that way you're – you know, yeah. you know, I'm not going to complain about. Oh no, they have to go dive. Well, they if they put out uh, <laughs> Lust and Jane, then yeah. we will know a lot about Lust and Jane, and maybe I can talk about him yeah. on Twitter again without being mm-hmm. bombarded in the, my DMs. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Cam Hayward because Cam Hayward has had a week off. He should be fresh. And he's going up against some AAF, and I think that's what it was, the American yeah. Association of Football, whatever, some AAF guard. If this isn't a game where Cam Hayward wrecks the heck out of that game plan for the Browns, I don't know what is. I mean, <laughs> this just doesn't happen. So, you know, two, it has a much tougher assignment. Teller, Teller is good. Um, and then also, Betonio, which side was he on? He was on the left side, so that's – Yes. Yeah, yep. that's Cam. That is Cam. Cam has to – we want a wreck it game. We want to wreck it, Ralph. That's Cam, this game. Now let's go to offense. Brian, who's your offensive X Factor? I'm going to go with the same guy I went with last week, and I think it's Chase Claypool. Mm, I think he could be that guy again with what he showed last week. Now, I know that the Browns will be looking his way because of what he did last week, but he could still be effective just for the fact that you've got Deontay, you've got possibly Juju if his if his knee's okay. You've got James Washington that they can't uh you can't uh, spend all of your time on Chase Claypool, so they're not going to be able to do that. I think uh I think that rookie wall that everybody was talking 
about and even Mike Tomlin alluded to, I think that that has been torn down because of the fact that uh, Chase Claypool tore down the rookie wall for the way he played last week and said, hey, guys, I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. Look my way. I can make it happen. He made it happen last week. What about you, Dave? Well, I I was tempted to go really weird here again and say Denzel Ward because if, if he doesn't play, it's, it's going to be very different. Yes, but you Brian could. would love you that. Could. You could. I'm not going to do that. The obvious one of the of another player coming back. I might leave that for Jeff if he wants that. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah, good because mm. with Olivier Vernon being out, that pass rush is going to be coming from Miles Garrett, and. Didn't hear much from Miles Garrett last week, but the, he didn't play as much as I think he's going to play more this week, obviously, because they'll have to. So it's going to be up to Villanueva, or if they move Garrett around or he's matched up anywhere else, that whoever's lined up against him is going is going to be their one of the most important things in that offense in order to give uh one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger time to throw. And that's my X factor, Mr. Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, who's coming off of another week off. He should be fresh. He said it in his Wednesday media availability that he feels great, that his knees and his legs feel fresh. Uh, so for the, the week off really did him well, I think. I hope. I hope he comes out and doesn't show any signs of rust early, that he looks in sync with his receivers. He practiced on Wednesday, folks. Holy cow, Steeler Nation was celebrating in the streets as Benjamin Todd, BTR, practiced. I, I keep, every time I say BTR, I, I think BTO, like Bachman Turner Overdrive, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> this, and Ben is who this offense has always been about. He, if he plays well, they go, but really interesting. Dave, do you have those stats about Ben in the playoffs in terms of yardage? I, what do you mean that I laid out on Thursday morning Steeler Stat Geek? Is that what yes, you're talking about? That one. Yeah. Just real quick, because when he throws for over 300, it's not good. No, <laughs> no. They, the one that I thought was, I almost saved it for tonight's trivia, but I went way crazier with tonight's trivia. Hey, 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 wait. The podcast producer in me says, go back and listen to the stat. Yeah, no, no. So I'm not, I'm not going to tell you everything. He dives really deep. I just wanted this well, one stat. I, I dove deep, but I didn't bombard you like I did the week before trying to explain the playoff scenarios. That was like, that made my brain hurt thinking about it. But here, here's, here's the crazy number. The Pittsburgh Steelers. In, in 21 postseason games with Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger have never won a game in which Ben Roethlisberger has thrown over 275 yards. Yeesh. They have never won a playoff game and where he's gone over 275. 275 is the highest he's gone in a win, and that was in the 2005 season AFC Championship game in Denver. Hmm. That was the that was the game where he did that stupid gunslinger thing on the yeah. sideline. I hated and, it. It looked so cheesy. It was so and, bad. I hated it. Still do. <laughs> and, and the other numbers never never won a game throwing more throwing more than thirty three passes. Never won a playoff game with more than twenty one completions. One of That's those is the max one of, for the one, one of those is going down. You know, one of those oh, is going so. down. I think so. At least one. I, I this, and I said this on Stat Geeks. You really got to listen to it when I broke it down more. Yeah, is this is a much different Steelers team. I also compared it with with the with the rushing yards they had in those games as well. So it's a big thing. But when Ben goes nuts, it's in Steeler losses. You know, in losses he averages over 320 yards a game in the playoffs. In playoff losses, in playoff wins, he averages two fit no um 
206. And in playoff wins at home, he averages under 200. Yeah. Got to hope they run the football. Yep. Got to hope they run the football. Okay, let's do some over-unders. I really cut this down because I wanted to be able to have plenty of time for trivia and then for our predictions uh, and bold bold predictions at the end. So here we go. Over-under. Ben Roethlisberger touchdowns. The line set at three. You take an over-under, Brian. I'm going to take the push. I want th- I'm getting three. We're getting three out of Ben. Okay. Dave? Oh, baby, baby. Oh, hey, baby, baby. Ooh, a little push <laughs> it real good. <laughs> push it real good. Sorry. His microphone's going to fall soon. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm going to actually take the under. I'm going to take two, but I, I don't want that to turn people away. I think it'll be okay. Uh, rushing yards, Steelers rushing yards. The push or the push, the over under line is at 80. Brian? I'm not going to say much here because it might be my bold prediction, but over. Okay, Dave. I'm going over as well. They had 85 last week, and if they're leading in this game, they will have more attempts than they have than they did last week. I think over as well. I think they actually go over the century mark in this game on Sunday. Now, how about the Cleveland Browns? They rushed for, I think, 190 last week in week 17, 192 maybe. Chubb himself had one. Yeah, you're right. There's there's 192 as a team. Yeah. 125, the Cleveland Browns rushing yards over under Brian. I'm going to say slightly over, but Mm. not by much. Okay. Dave? I am going to say slightly over as well. I think you set that at a really good spot because, as we know, rushing yards a lot of time depends on how the game plays out and how I want the game to play out. My mind is where they might get rushing yards early, but they might not be able to have a chance to – Stick with that. All right. Very good. And then last one, sacks on Mr. Mayfield. The line is set at three and a half. Brian Anthony Davis, what do you think? I got to go over. Look, we got the Steelers got four last week and against a better offensive line. You've got some uh, sack masters back. I think uh, TJ's hungry. Um, He got a sack title. For the NFL, that's great. He didn't get the team record, but he still has some has some business to take care of. And you know, he's he's just thinking about a Super Bowl, but this helps him win defensive player of the year. I know he's not all about that, but I just really think that this is this is a perfect recipe for a signature game for one Trent Jordan Watt. Trent Jordan. All right, Dave, what do you think? Three and a half Three over and under. Oh, that's that you you should have put you could have put that at five and a half and not a seven. Now see, I know I see. I, I'm yeah. smarter about no, this stuff than you no. think. And here's, here's the, when, when we think they're going to get a ton, they yeah. typically don't. But this is the team they just played last week, I and now they're they're down their best offensive lineman, and the Steelers get their two best players along the defensive front back. And last week they had four. If they don't get at least four, then there's a problem. The only way they don't get that is if Cleveland's running the ball so much they never have a chance to pass. They're never passing, you know. And I'm, yeah. I don't think that's how the game's going to play out. If you know what I mean, I, I, I think it's over. I think it's over. I think this is a game where they are going to just they're going to get after Mayfield, even though I think early they might not get to him, late they will. Last one sacks on BTR. We'll set it at one and a half over under Brian. I'm just going to say over, but two. 
Okay. So not Dave, by much. Dave? That's what I was going to say. So I'm going to change my answer because I don't want to be like Brian every time. I'm going to go under because I'm hoping that they just don't have as many pass attempts. Part of me was just going to say over because I want to see Ben holding the ball longer to push it downfield, which means you could take the uh, sacks more than normal. But I'm just – I don't know that that's going to have to happen that often. So let's go under. One. I'm going to say under as well. Maybe one, when you don't have Vernon on the other side of Garrett, you really are going to be able to put a lot of pressure on Garrett. I, I think that they'll be fine. I could actually see him not getting touched at all or sacked at all in this game. All right, let's go to uh, trivia. Do you want to do trivia now or after predictions, Dave? I'm going to do trivia now. Let's do it now. But trivia isn't playoff-oriented. It's not because, honestly, you want to know the truth? I started to look up something that was taking forever to look up in order to put in the, in the Steelers Vertex article that I do with Jeffrey. Then I had a household emergency and I had to stop and I did not have a chance to do it before the article came out. So I didn't include it. So I'm like, I'll do it as trivia with these guys. And what I was looking up was how the Steelers did something this season that no other team had done. Not only did they have three wide receivers that, that didn't have to be wide receivers three players that had over 800 yards receiving. They had five players with five or more receiving touchdowns. So the question that I wanted to ask was, has anybody done this before? So I had to go back and spend a lot of time digging through, had to go under each franchise and go year by year to see if they had enough. And I found it. I found the answer. This is the seventh time in NFL history that it has happened. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys the year and see if you can figure out who the team was that had five players that had five or more receiving touchdowns. You guys okay. think you could do it? We'll, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, okay. I like that. In 2011, two different teams did it. Two different teams had five, five players, players with five touchdowns or more receiving. So you got to think of people that are that are that are chucking the rock. New Orleans Saints, maybe. New Orleans Saints is one. Drew Brees, yeah. where it was Colston, Graham, Meacham, Moore, and Sproles. I'm going to go the Patriots. That was one I really dove into a lot, and it was not the New England Patriots. Hmm. But I'm going to give you guys one free wrong answer. Is it the Colts? It was in 2011. It was not the Colts. Yeah. Well, I already got the Saints right. What are you? Yeah. What are we doing? Are you ready? Okay, so let me just throw out the Packers. What's that? Packers. You are correct. That was the other team. It was the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers throwing to Driver, Finley, Jennings, James, and Nelson. Now, there was another one between 2011 and, and this year, but I'm going to hold that one for a specific reason. Okay. If you go back from 2011, then it was 2004. You guys probably can guess who it was in 2004 because it was a team you've already mentioned. Oh. I mean, New England? And it's not New England. Oh, gosh. Is it Indianapolis? It was Indianapolis. It was Peyton Manning throwing to Clark, Harrison, Pollard, Stokely, and Wayne. Oh, he had a million touchdowns that year, too. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's the, because that's the, yeah, think about it. If it's someone you're throwing a bunch of touchdowns to, chances are you're not getting five to that many different people. Then to go back a, slightly before that, 1999, I think this one should be an easy one. Prince, 1999. <laughs> um, 
2000 zero parties over i actually i'm, I'm gonna stick with prince and i'm going to say the uh minnesota vikings because that was their very big year that was a very big year for them um i would say randy moss nate burleson those guys that is not correct jeff could probably get the answer in the live chat if you wanted it because they know it the rams uh, it is yeah. show on turf. Yeah, <laughs> I should have known that. With Bruce um, Falk, Hakeem, Holt, Holt. Williams, they won the Super Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. So that's a team that won the Super Bowl doing it. There's two other ones. One of them's crazy. I've got to throw this out there because I- I'd be shocked if you get this. Before 1999, the only time it was ever done was 1963, pre-Super Bowl. Any idea? Chargers. Dick Shiner. <laughs> how about how about YA Tittle? It was the New York Giants. Oh, Frank okay. Gifford. Wow. Oh, no, Frank but Gifford. The, the crazy one, all these teams, they've made the postseason. Many of them won multiple games. They had the Rams going to the you know and winning the Super Bowl. Uh the Giants, they only played one championship game and they lost that one to the Bears in 63. But there was one team that did it in 2018 that completely breaks the mold. They don't have a there wasn't a future Hall of Fame quarterback, and it wasn't even a team with a winning record. 2019? 2018. And they didn't have a winning They did a game that won both Brian and myself a lot of money. Oh, okay. I I know the answer to this. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. In 2018, with two different quarterbacks, Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston, had five players catch five touchdowns in the season. So I thought the Steelers had done something that hadn't been done for a long time, like 2011. And then I stumbled across this 2018 trash, and I was just like, whatever. So that's the one that broke the mold. They weren't a very good team. They didn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's the only time that's happened, that it wasn't that, that it wasn't a, a playoff team with a Hall of Fame quarterback. So. Just throwing that out there for fun because I did all the work for it and I couldn't use it anywhere else. Oh, there you go. <laughs> really nice. I've got a quickie, Jeff. Quick trivia question that has a lot to do with the wild card game. Okie dokie. So the last two times that the Browns were in the playoffs, they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we know. Um, both in Pittsburgh. Who were the head coaches for the Browns? Uh, well, I know Butch Davis was in 2002. Um, what year was it before that? 1994. Yeah. Oh, Belichick? Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even give me a chance. <laughs> I, I knew Butch I, Davis. I, I, didn't I, I didn't know the article. I did the article today. So I, that's why I knew Butch. Well, I also saw um, Keith Butler today. He was on the, co- the Browns coaching staff in 2002. Yeah. Wow. And he was ripping Butch Davis apart because he fired the defensive coordinator. I think it was a defensive coordinator after the game. He said, because he said he did everything he wanted him to do and he gets fired for it. He said it, he thought it was a raw deal. So uh, interesting quotes from Keith Butler today during his on Thursday, during his media session. So, all right, let's get to the most important part of the show. That's our prediction part of the show. Dave, what's the spread currently in the over under? Okay, the spread and the over-under, I, I checked them a couple hours ago. I'm just going to double-check to make sure they hadn't changed, that the consensus is still that the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored by six points, and the over-under is still 47.5. Ooh, okay. Brian Anthony Davis, what's your prediction? 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, the Browns, that's six is too much for this game. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care about uh, everybody that they're losing. I still think the Browns are going to lose this game. I thought the Browns were going to lose this game even before we found out that Kevin Stefanski was out. I just don't think, I think six is still a lot. So I'm looking in this game and I'm going to go one of my weird uh, BAD scores. I'm going to say Steelers 29. Browns 24. Mm, okay. That was the final f- of a game not too long ago, wasn't it? Anyways, I don't know. Dave, go ahead. Prediction. What is it? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you now what it comes down to. When you look at these over-under scores, and that's what I keep thinking. And, I'm, and trust me, I'm not that great at picking over-under scores. I am better than I am against the spread. Um, all you have to do is go look at our staff prediction articles. Um, but what, what it takes to go over is both teams scoring points. Just because you have one team that scores a bunch of points does not mean that, it, that the spread's going to go over. You need both teams scoring points. So that's what I was looking at here. And I don't – I'm more jacked up with the Steelers' defense coming out and taking care of business than I am the Steelers' offense. I really am. I, I, I'm The only thing that's bothering me is the whole Joe Hayden thing, but I didn't – it wasn't like that stood out a bunch – in week 17. So that's why I don't feel nearly as bad about it. Therefore, I'm actually going to give the Browns more points than I was planning on giving them. And and I'm going to say with a final score where it's going to go under because it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers 27, the Cleveland Browns 10. Mm, okay. Mm. I think that the Browns are going to score some points at some point. I don't think they're going to score a lot of points. I think this is a Steelers team that can really make – a statement here, not just against Cleveland, not even in the playoffs, not to the fans, to themselves, that the Steelers are actually a team that's going to be a tough out in the postseason. Because let's be honest, they've lost four of their last five. The month of December was not kind to them. Everyone thought it would they look like trash. I think they rebound. I think the week off gave those players that did get the week off. I think it gives them an edge. I like the Steelers to actually win this one handily. I like the Steelers 31 to 17. And that is barely over with 47 and a half is the uh, line. Uh, my score of 48 is over. So barely over. I like 31, 17. I, I, th- I think that, you know, if, if Boswell's kicking and he's healthy, I think the Steelers is going to play right into their hands, to be honest with you. So there you go. There's our predictions. There's our picks. People are firing away in the live chat. I like that. Let's go with our Jeff, bold. Yeah. What? Can I do one thing real quick? Sure. So something happened on Tuesday night when the Scobro show. I was very disappointed. Uh-oh. We had someone leave a super chat. They must have been watching on delay. It was five minutes after the whole thing was done. It was a te- it was a ten dollars super chat from okay. Crazy Blue two two three, which we really appreciated. I just wanted to read it tonight, if that's okay. Sure. And it said, "Do you think yeah, it's I possible?" Think he says, "Do you think do you think it's possible we dumb down our playbook later in the season to keep teams from having film for postseason, or is that far fetched?" I don't think it's far fetched. I just don't think it's likely. I, I, okay. I, the Steelers were in a bad place. Now, did they maybe, did they maybe have some pages of their playbook that they haven't really gotten into? They're saving those for maybe certain opponents or for whatever. Yeah, that might be the case. I don't think they've dumbed down the playbook though. Brian, what do you think? No, I, I don't think they do. I, I think, uh, I just don't think that's a Mike Tomlin thing either. I think uh, you uh, do what you do well, and when you're struggling, then then you're struggling not because you're holding anything back. You're just struggling. 
Dave? Yeah, I think it's not that extreme. It's what Jeff said. You might have certain things that you're saving for certain situations against certain teams, but it's not like you're you're specifically saying, well, let's not show this or not, no, let's not show that to that level. You do it maybe slightly, but not – I mean, you definitely didn't – definitely in Week 17, in my opinion, because the last thing you wanted to do was really show anything knowing that there was a good chance you were going to face the Browns. But um, I don't think they've been doing that for, for that long. All right. That, no, that's uh, – thank you for the tip, whoever gave that. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, let's go to our bold predictions and then we'll do our final thoughts. So Brian, what's your bold prediction that doesn't have to do with bougie Smith Schuster this week? Okay. A man in a Kylo Ren. Oh, sorry. I can't do that. <laughs> um, but if you read the article, I will, um, you know, I was going to go, I was going to go the James Conner direction. I just don't want to do that. Um, I, I don't want to. I saw Dave's finger up. I thought he was, uh, he was, no, I was pointing at the helmet up behind me. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I'm thinking of my X factor in this game and I'm thinking of Britney Spears. Oh, so I'm going to do this with a little <laughs> bit of song. I thought maybe it was John Oates. He was talking about. <laughs> oh, don't bring up the Oates debacle of 2017. <laughs> Oops. I did it again. I picked off Mayfield. My name is Minka, and I took it for six. <laughs> there you go, baby. I'm here all week. I would say mic drop, but I already did that before the show. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. So you're predicting a Minka Fitzpatrick pick six. It would be a second against Mayfield. Okay. I like it. Dave, what's your bold prediction? Are you singing for us, or is this just going to be a standard answer? No, this this is a, this is I don't know if it's a standard answer, but no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to leave that to Brian. He's 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 the one that that let's just say this. Brian knows he can't sing, so when people tell him he can't sing, he doesn't care. Um, I don't I don't want to hear the criticism. So hey, I got anyway. one of these. No, he just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Bold prediction. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Why do you keep bringing up these these live chats? I, I didn't do that. Why you you, you look like someone's Aunt Doris? I love that. Okay, Aunt You're Doris ready? is hot. Then I'm telling you that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not someone I want to meet at two a.m. Um, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> sorry, do yeah. I have to this now? Do I have to? Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Okay. Getting bent with Bo gave us $2 in the tip jar. <laughs> he said, we let them in, and now we knocked them out. Book it. I like it. Okay, I like it a lot. Yeah, Thanks, that's, Bo. That's a good one. All right. Bowl prediction. Steelers get eight-plus sacks, not led by one Thomas Trent. Trent Jordan. Trent Jordan. <laughs> Thomas Trent. What am I saying? Uh, Trent, Trent, Trent Thomas Trent. Trent, Trent, Trent Jordan. Watch. TJ Dubbed. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not going to get any. I'm just saying that somebody else is going to have more. Okay. I don't because they're going to pay so much attention to TJ. I'm going to say that my bold prediction, because Dave brought up those stats, and I listened to his stat geek this morning. Um, I think that Ben is going to throw for over 300. I think he's going to throw for over 30 passes, and I think they're going to win the game. And so I think a lot of those, you know. 
some of the statistical background of, of Ben's history is going to fall down. I think it's a good thing. So I think that's, that's my bold prediction for this week. Um, I'm really scared to ask Brian about his final thoughts. I'm a, I'm ashamed that he's, I, I'm not ashamed. I'm embarrassed if he's going to start singing again. Uh, but Brittany, go ahead and take it away. You love that Jeff and you know it. <laughs> and has H. I just got to tell you this. That's why my wife won't let me get a mustache, but, and thank you for telling me I've got a stupid haircut. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate that, but I have a fantasy football trophy that we pass around. And it's been going on for years. And for years, the winner in 2013 was one Brian Anthony Davis. And the team name was Ron Jeremy is my dad. And that was the <laughs> name. That was the name of my team. So there you go. Um, so my final thoughts, this has been a crazy season. It's not over by any stretch of the imagination. I like the way the Steelers showed up last week in that game with nothing to gain but everything to gain with a good showing and they gained that mason rudolph gained a lot of things chase claypool alex highsmith those those guys gained a lot of things and the steelers team gained something called momentum so the momo is on this team you get btr back yes benjamin todd roethlisberger you can't spell butter without btr you can't spell better without BTR. And that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a whole lot of butter, which means butter is good. You put a lot of butter on your popcorn. It's awesome. You're going to get the butter this week and the Steelers are going to get better. And I can't wait to be talking about the Steelers going to the second round with lots of buttery fingers and not dropping the ball, but the taste of winning. All right, T.T. Watt, take it away. <laughs> oh, I got to love – I don't know where Thomas came from. That was, that was crazy. Um, Trent Thomas. I will – Trent Thomas. No, I think I said Thomas Trent. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Tewilliger, um, Tiberius. I, I, at the request – I will do this at the – Ray Ray McDonald. He was Ray Ray McDonald. At the request of the live chat – I will bust in the song for my final thoughts Ooh, and yes. I will give our own, our own personal rendition of the hit by the presidents of the United States. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland sucks. Mayfield sucks. Cleveland. Sucks. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just take care of the Browns. I don't want to have to come back on a post game show. I'm like, how did you let this team win? Whatever the Steelers, I know there's – I still have some concerns with the offense. I wish we would have seen more. We did see it in the second half against the Colts. But really, the we have to remember the heart and soul of this team is that Steelers defense. Go out there, shut them down, take care of business. Defense wins championships. Oh, my final thoughts are it's going to be freaking killer waiting till Sunday night for the Steelers to play. Like, that's going to be really tough. Like, waiting all day Saturday and then all day Sunday is going to be tough. But as a kid – I remember I couldn't wait when the, when the Steelers made the playoffs. I, you know, I always loved is when the newest rendition of the here we go song came out and they would play it on the radio. Here we go. Here we go. And they have all those new names and stuff. I still sing the one that I grew up with cow or power. We'll get the job done. Then we'll win that one for the thumb. Here we, Here we go. That's the one I always sing. Like my kids walk around the house and we play the new ones and stuff. And it just doesn't sound the same, but I always look forward to the playoffs. I love the playoffs. My dad's going to get to 
break out his terrible towel for the first time since 2017 <laughs> that he only gets out for the playoffs. He doesn't get it at any other time. Uh, it's just fun. It's fun. Enjoy it. Um, don't take anything for granted. Obviously no one would have ever guessed that after 2017, we wouldn't be here until 2020, meaning a postseason game. So enjoy it. I hope that you continue to check out behind the steel curtain.com and our audio platform, wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or behind the steel curtain. And hopefully we're back next week, previewing a divisional round playoff game for Brian and Dave. Dave, why don't you just send us the heck out of here? Hey, Best way to end it. We'll see you next week. Win, lose, or draw. Take it easy.